The sword and the shark. We swing the sword and we swim with the shark. Spoken word and the speaker separate the light from the dark. It's a pleasure and an art. It starts when it ends and it ends when it starts. Dropping daggers into hearts. You can get the combo or a la carte. The living sword hits the hearts. The shark swims into waters that are deep and dark. Travel with us into another dimension where faith frees people and destroys tension. We preach unity, not dissension or detention. Ascension is more than an honorable mention. This is the way. We are people of the way. We don't wait for tomorrow. We live today. The sword and the shark. What's up, everyone? This is another episode of Total Man Podcast. Yes, sir. And it's first good to be here. It's good to be alive. It's good to be um, able to discuss subjects that tend to hinder us from being the whole total man that God has created us to be. And that's why we're here to talk about this new subject, this new topic on this evening in drill. Yes, sir. The shark. How are you? First of all, you're doing exceptionally well, exceptionally well. Well, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. And in the sword, um, I'm a little sharpened today. So, oh yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So me too, man. Yeah. I'm swimming. Yeah. I've been in deep waters and I'm, I'm eating. Hey man, I'm chopping it up around here. Man. Okay. So today's subject, my man, <laughs> today's subject is entitled. It's heavy today. Are man. you ready for this one? Yes, sir. Audience, are you ready for this one? You Listeners, are you ready for this one? Tighten your belts. <laughs> exactly. Put your seat belts on <laughs> for this roller coaster ride on today. Get your popcorn ready. And the Woo! name of this subject that we will be discussing on the Total Man podcast this afternoon is anybody but you. what do you do when your family your friends your associates co-workers fraternity brothers and sisters and whatever teammates that you may have in whatever respective positions that they're in what do you do when they tell you anybody but you Boom. Anybody but you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So 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 I tell you what, I noticed it, 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 it may sound a little confusing to the audience, but let's break this thing down. But first we want to go to the scripture and we'll um discuss the subject anybody but you. All right? <laughs> yes. Mark chapter six. Mark six. Mark six. And I'm reading out of the NIV New Inter- New International Version. Okay. And it says this. Verse 1, Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What's this wisdom that has been given him? 
What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town among his relatives and his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Wow. Anybody but you. You carpenter sons out here. <laughs> Anybody but you. You lowly janitors. So what do you do when what you possess, the skills, the talent, the gift that is within you is rejected by those that know you the most. I would take a miracle, but from anybody except you, though. I would, I, I would, I would, I would receive your skill, but not from you. My goodness. I would take your counsel, your inspiration, but it's coming from you. Not this guy again. Yeah. Not this girl again. Because cause, uh, we're trying to figure out how do you possess the things that you possess? How do you have the wisdom that you have? How do you even have the skills that you have? That is blessing so many people. We got an issue with that. We got a problem with that. You know why? Because it's coming from you. We didn't expect that from you. <laughs> Before we go into this, let me let me LeBron James. Correct. When he announced that I'm taking my talents to South Beach. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Wasn't that <laughs> that began a lot of verbal turmoil for him. Yeah. He got a lot of flack. He got a lot of criticism. He got hated on. They burned his jerseys. They did all kind of stuff. Despite everything that he tried to do to bring a winning, uh, uh, a winning um, atmosphere to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And really he did. Yes, he did. But they just never got over the threshold. They never won the championship. Exactly, right? They never won it, even though they went <coughs> to the finals, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. Um, even work. though they went to Western Conference Finals, I mean, not Eastern Western Conference, Conference, Eastern Conference Finals and all mm -hmm. that good stuff. But when he announced that he is taking his talents to South Beach, you talking about criticism came out of nowhere. Now, one of the statements that were developed during that time, a little bit after he began to play with Miami and, and after leaving Miami, end up returning back to Cleveland, there was um, a phrase that people who did not like LeBron, who did not like the way that he made his decision, and they made this phrase entitled, anybody but LeBron. Oh, man. Anybody but LeBron. Hey, I will vote for all the MVPs, but anybody, anybody but, but LeBron. LeBron. Even though he got 30, 20, 10, 7, 8, and 2. Anybody. Every game. But LeBron. And I'm not a LeBron fan. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, what it is. but the, that came out. Anybody mm -hmm. but LeBron. 
Okay. All the talent and all the gifts that he had, they were unappreciated by people who are what fans of the game. And it didn't matter what accomplishments that he made. Doesn't matter what championship championships that he won. Um, what individual awards, what records he broke, anybody but LeBron. So it's possible to be gifted, to be talented, right? To be skilled at a thing. And guess what? Not to be liked by your own. Oh, that's very possible. That's very possible, right? And, it, and, it's, and it's something that is a common thing. Oh, yeah. So one thing I learned about success, success triggers the insecurities of people. Yeah, your your um, success triggers insecurities is uh, your presence will do that, especially if you're operating um, like you're supposed to be mm -hmm. under the gumption of, of the Holy Spirit. And he's doing things with you and through you, your very presence will trigger um resistance mm -hmm. it will trigger everything that need that the enemy has that's working behind the scenes and others it will bubble up um just by your presence and on top of that if you're successful and you operate at a high level yeah and then that's what that that to me that's what's wrong yeah is that we have to look stay in our lanes and do what the Lord would have for us to do and not get to lane gazing. <laughs> yeah. Because all gifts are not for all people, but, and we, and, and some, and you should not be a victim of your own success from the standpoint of being penalized for having skill sets and operating at a high level. And that's that's at your job. That's anywhere. And I believe um, and the Lord is very smart in his doing this and setting this up, especially here mm -hmm. in this passage of scripture, because it, it, it for me, it shows you the brevity of the situation mm -hmm. where even Jesus ran up on this. Yeah. At home. At home. At home. That's where he grew up. And it says he did few miracles mm -hmm. he still did miracles but he could have done so much more but that's mary's boy yeah isn't he the carpenter son don't he make tables and the reason they was asking these questions and making these statements is because you know from and biblically from what we read from we see his birth but then we see that he uh has to flee to egypt you know, yeah. until Herod is dead. And yeah. then we see where at 12 years old, he's in the temple, you know, confounding uh, the minds of the elders there and speaking with wisdom and all these different things. Past his years. Yes. And then 12, from, from 12, we see him reappear at 30 years old when he comes to what? Be baptized by John. Okay. Now, from 12 to 30 it's 18 years it's 18 years okay yeah. he was silent called the silent years the bible is silent on what he was doing during that time right 
However, he wasn't doing any miracles, right? He, he wasn't performing miracles. He wasn't, he was just regular. His dad, Joseph, being a carpenter, mm-hmm. more than likely he worked with his father, Joseph, yeah. learning carpentry and things of that nature. Uh, that okay? was, was that not Jewish custom for, for, for the boys to take up? That's part know, of it as well. That's part of the, you know. Yeah, part of it as well. So what they were looking for in a Messiah, Jesus did not fit the profile. He didn't fit the characteristics. He was a Jew, but he didn't fit who they had in mind. Remember now, they are in up under Roman rule. Yeah. Okay. They're they're, they're oppressed. Yes, in a sense. In a sense. And and of course, they're they're looking for the Messiah to be this great warrior that's going to overthrow the powerful Roman government and what take up their own government like they used to used to. Back then, and they were so they were looking for a warrior. Jesus did not fit that description. He was a he was a common man, basically. I mean, when you just really look, yeah, just a regular common Jewish person. Yeah. However, when he got anointed, (laughs) things changed. They were like, "Where did these miracles come from?" Because we didn't see this when he was twenty five, or twenty seven, or twenty eight. Now all of a sudden, or nineteen. Yeah. Okay, so because really at twelve you were considered a grown man, man. right? By bits, I got that. Yeah. So he did not fit the description. How? Where is these talents coming from? Where are these miracles coming from? Where is these teachings coming from? And so this is during a time where he's already been what working in ministry, but then he returns back to his own hometown, and what encounters pe- people who. Doubt who he is. Flat out. Flat out. No faith in who this person is. Okay? And what do we see? All these questions. Who are you? Who 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 are you really? Are you where do these okay, where do these miracles come from? You are the son of Joseph. You are the son, you know, Mary's son. Your brothers are here. You know what I'm saying? You, you do not fit the description. And the Bible said that Jesus could not, what, do many miracles. Right. He couldn't do many miracles because the few miracles that he did was available for everybody who believed. But because they were so familiar with him, <laughs> they were so familiar with him, they could not get past his humanism. They couldn't get past the fact that that's Joseph's son. That's Mary's son. This is the person we we saw play. This person that we saw run and jump and 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 have fun with our, our children around here. And then right. this this just doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. Poses the question, mm-hmm. and you can expound on it. I mean, it's it's closing the question, but. Familiarity is familiarity a crutch in certain settings. I'm talking about in business, in church. When we look at the subsets of the world, mm-hmm. you know, um, some people would even go to far as far as to say, I mean, nepotism, um, which for me, um, 
when when people hear nepotism, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily tied to familiarity, but um, nepotism. When to be honest with you, on my my opinion is that our very salvation depends upon our relationship with Jesus, who is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. I believe that he believes in familiarity and nepotism when it's working effectively. But when you talk about the inner workings of organizations um, and churches as organizations, is familiarity an F word? I know it's a yes, I know type of question, but you can expound on it. Familiarity is a word or it is really a condition, a situation that is very detrimental to the kingdom of God. And let me tell you why. Because these people really display familiarity. It's, it's familiarity is like a relaxed friendliness, a relaxed acquainting with people. I get that. Okay. It's relaxed. Why? Because I know you so much. I'm, 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 I'm close to you. Right. I know a lot about you. Okay. Uh, if I consider you family, I should be comfortable around you. But this is the problem. A lot of times the familiarity focuses in on the negative. It focuses in on the struggles. It focuses in on the humanity of a person and not necessarily the gift and the talent that the person possesses. Okay. A lot of times, okay, so so like we go in business. Correct. Unfortunately, um, people who go in business have the greatest struggles with family. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Because that, of familiarity. For, because of familiarity. You know, it's like, hey, I'm family and this and that, right? I, I, do, I, do I get a discount here or no. do no. I get something for free here no. or can I put on an extended pay? No. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, and family will wear you out. Yes. Fa- f- see, family comes with entitlement. A lot of cases. Another E word. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's detrimental. Yeah. But so f- familiarity is one of the greatest enemies against the kingdom of God because it's hard to understand how God can give someone that you're so familiar with. Right. You mean this person can lay hands upon me and I can recover? Yeah. If the God has placed that gift in, in, in that individual, your job is to discipline yourself to where your familiarity of them does not interfere. Okay. Okay. Because he, all right. Because you lost <laughs> me at first because I'm like, what? But then you brought me back with that because because you're linking familiarity with perspective mm-hmm. from the aspect of, 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 of it being relational. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What what I'm saying is, well, I understand where you where, where we are with that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's a it's a it's a two way swinging door. Mm-hmm. And when people see people that they're familiar with, they might be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. They might not be open on the aspect of their of their healing because hey, you know I know this guy. I went, yeah. to, I went to, you know, we mm-hmm. go to lunch together all the time mm-hmm. and he never said anything to me about being able to, to lay hands. Well, maybe the Lord didn't lead him in that fashion. Mm-hmm. 
you know, um, damn, who? Yeah, but check that's, this that's out. Heavy. Yeah, but check, but uh, but but check this out though. Again, familiarity is natural. Familiarity is a normal thing, but in the kingdom, you know what? Even just in life, right? In life in general, let's 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 take uh uh the, let's take Christ out of this right now. Okay, let's yeah. just look at life in general. Okay. If I have a family member who is a police officer, yeah, let's let you know, uh, yeah, uh, let's say a lieutenant, right? A lieutenant, I have to have enough sense to separate. Say this person is my brother. Mm-hmm. I got to be able to separate this person being my brother from this person being a lieutenant. Okay, now. Meaning, meaning this, if I need the lieutenant, I can ask for the. I lieutenant. need to honor him as the lieutenant. Oh, okay, all right, okay, so, <laughs> okay, all right. Now, but but you, but now, guess what? I still love him. I still love him as, as my, my brother. brother all right, and I will treat him as. But in in times where he needs to be the lieutenant, I don't need to be. Uh, uh, being so familiar with him as a brother, I need to honor, honor him, him as in the, the lieutenant. Posi- Thank you. In the position. Exactly. See, this is where, that's where. A prophet is without honor. honor. Thank you. Now we're getting to the crust of this thing. Right. What you yeah. honor, either, either you're going to be familiar with this person or you're going to be honorable to this person. One or the other. And if you're familiar with the person, you're not going to get the gift that this person has. But honor is the thing that opens the door to the gift. So you can be familiar with a person and you can still honor them. Exactly. Listen. But you got to be able to differentiate. Not only differentiate, but also know how to put the familiarity in its place. Right. See, hey, (laughs) you on my street. Check it. You my brother. Yeah. You an apostle. Or the prophet, right? Mm-hmm. I come to you. I'm coming to you, like, bro. And and right then, I have to understand. Right then, hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm speaking to the prophet. I ain't yeah. speaking to my brother right then. Yeah. Or um, you the pastor of a church. Mm-hmm. I come to you. I'm a either lay member or I'm a, I'm underneath your authority. Mm-hmm. But I'm coming to you. We might have a disagreement, but you're not my brother in this at this instant. Yeah. You are my you my pastor. Yeah. So I'm going to get pastoral advice or pastoral leadership. Mm -hmm. And then it is on me to honor that, to honor that. What if I don't honor it? If you do not honor it, you're not going to get the (laughs) gift that the pastor has for you. (laughs) It's simple as that, because this is the thing. Hey, you know what else? (laughs) A drill. Honor is also synonymous with respect. Yeah, they go hand in hand. Okay. Honor is also synonymous with faith. Mm. Your belief. Correct. Okay. If I'm familiar, my familiarity can drown out the respect. It can drown out the belief of the gift that is in you. He says that what? By your faith be it done unto you. Correct. And then he said, do you, there are times when he asks, when we perform miracles, do you believe? Mm. So mm. guess what? The challenge of being a child of God is to know that God has gifted all of us with one or what? Multiple gifts. 27. 
Well, we don't think all of us got all 27. No, but no. one or multiple. Or multiple. Okay. Correct. Now, I, get it. I have to be able to discern <clears throat> if, okay, if, 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 if prayer is in you, if you have the gift of intercession, okay, you are intercessory. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, if you a real and, intercessor. Yes. Right. Yeah. And you got that gift. But I also know you like to um, hunt deer, cut them up, you know. Yeah, get them in a cooler. All that good stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or check what? You you do water treatment. Let's let's use this. Okay. (laughs) All right. I have to be able to, okay, how I approach you and how I I honor you is going to determine what type of prayer I'm going to receive from you. I get it. Okay. Now, I got to be able to separate drill the water treatment guy, right? From drill the intercessor. Correct. Right. I can't now. That's I it. can't come to you shooting the breeze like you are the water treatment guy. That's a different conversation going on. When that's not what you're looking for. It's not what I'm looking for. But sometimes even you being the water treatment guy. Is falling into the area of familiarity, or let's say it like this: you being just drill, yeah, the guy that wears many hats, yeah, the brother, right, right, the one that we I can just shoot the breeze with. We can talk about old right. days and things like that, current events or whatever, right. right? I can I can go into an area of familiarity with you. Why? Because that's really a safe place to be familiar with you, right? However, to get the gift out of you. I got to approach you a different way. way. I got to honor you for the person who is gifted in intercessory prayer. Dude, I'm getting helped right now. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so familiarity is common. Familiarity is actually a good thing in, in a lot of ways. However, familiarity can be a roadblock to the area that God says that the only way that door of blessings it's going to open. It's got to be honor. And that's what happened with Jesus. He wasn't honored in his hometown. So they did not receive the full gifting or or or, or the full presence of, of everything that was wrapped up in who he was yeah. or is. Man, that's heavy, because man. It, you know what? Because really, that's heavy, it, man. It made sense that even if the Messiah was to come, he was going to come out of the, the elite group of the Pharisees. Well, that's what they thought. That's what they thought. That's that's, what they thought. But that's not the case. It was not the case. It was not the case. And it's hard. And this and this is and this is the teaching moment here. It's hard for people to receive truth coming from a place they did not expect it to come from. Anybody but you. Anybody but you. Thanks for listening to the Total Man podcast. We appreciate your listening ears and your open heart. Sometimes you're going to have to get the only way to receive the blessing is coming from somebody, man. You didn't expect it from. You did not or expect it somebody from. somebody you can't stand. Somebody, because I may not like you and I will put you in the same category as the person that I do not prefer. Or I, you know what I'm saying? I'll put you in the same Bruh. category. Bruh. When I mean that that I do not prefer that the preference is based upon who I thought that the information or the gift 
or the talent or the skill should come from. Right. Yeah, but but our line, our knowledge is so limited. It is. You know, and I think this is where we have to really, really, for real, lean upon the word of God. You yeah. know, and it's and I, I know it's so cliche for people to say that. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like the old man's commercial, in which he was a, a for real preacher. You know, mm-hmm. get away from the in crowd, get close to God. Yeah, you know, it, it, people get so used to hearing certain those things. Mm-hmm. But when you got to really lean on the word and go into this kind of study for survival to keep your mind, Mm -hmm. because there's so much external pressure from circumstantial and um, from just, you know, just circumstantial outside of the environment pressure. Mm -hmm. It is it can be enormous. Yeah. And to me, I think the Lord uses it to push us more to the word so we can hear from him to to get more of a relationship. I think it can be a relationship builder to it understand, is. even understanding honor, yeah. honor. Yeah. Because if you can't honor someone, even if you don't per se like them, but you love them enough with the love of God mm-hmm. to honor their position. Honor them. And when you do that, the Lord will bless you. And I'm not talking about maybe not with whatever you need. Yeah. You know, your physical, your health, finance, whatever. You know what I mean? He, the Lord knows what we're in need of. Mm-hmm. I'm finding this as a maturity exercise. A lot of things in which I fail some of these tests myself, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do not want to be um, on the other side of this equation mm-hmm. as one who dishonors yeah. God's elect, mm-hmm. um, those that are placed in authority over me. Because you don't know where your help is going to come from. What if, what if you're, what, <laughs> what if you're, hey, see, see, sometimes bro, we have a, killing me, bro. Um, we have a targeted, um, we have targeted people that we feel certain kinds of help should come from. Right. We have a list of people. We got a, a people with titles or whatever that we think help should yeah. um, come from. Some sort whether of they're mar- a supervisor, whether they a are a spiritual CEO marketing plan or whatever. I mean, whatever it is. Right. We, we, we it's in our minds. Right. So. But you again, you don't know where your help is going to come from. That's why you got to honor all people. Everybody deserves honor. You know why? Because where if they're saved, okay, especially those that are saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, wherever the Spirit of God resides is the place where you need to honor. My goodness, I was. It doesn't matter, you, man. How you honor somebody you know trying to hurt you? You, you gotta know? know again. It takes discipline to separate the person from the gift. It takes discipline to separate the person. Say it again. It takes <laughs> it takes discipline, sometimes strong discipline, yeah. to separate the person from the gift or the talent or the skill that they possess. And the Bible says that they that win in souls are wise, right? Yes. Okay. So winning souls is a process. Winning souls is is a skill, and you got to be wise when you when it comes to winning souls. But you also got to use that same method 
and, ex- and, and, and execute that same wisdom when it comes to receiving skills or gifts or talents out of a person that may or may not like you or somebody that you may not know too much about. Right. So but if I always present myself in an honorable and respectful way, then the chances of me receiving what skill or what talent that's in that individual are great. But we have to be people that if God says these two commandments, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And he said the second commandment is to love your neighbor as as yourself. So if I'm loving my neighbor and part of me loving my neighbor is carrying a attitude of honor and respect for that individual does not matter what their background is. Doesn't matter what their current situation is. I'm still going to honor you because you are a child of God, whether you are saved or not. I still honor you. In that position. Exactly. I get it. And, 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 and it takes a discipline. That's a discipline. It takes a discipline. Yes. It don't mean that. It, okay, it's it's not an agree. If you are doing something uh, egregious or something yeah. crazy or well, something, different. you know, this is my thing. I can dislike what you do. I can even hate what you do. But if I, but I still should carry a what spirit of honor and respect. I don't have to respect what you do. But I need to honor you as a child. But I, of God. I can still can have. Thank you. I because that. again. This is tough for people, but this is the reality. Unconditional love. Correct. Agape. Agape love has honor and respect attached to it. Oh, my God. It's unconditional. Okay. (laughs) It has honor and respect attached to it. Are, Are certain actions and behaviors tied to agape love, attitudes, things of that nature. You can still love me, but you have a really, really nasty attitude toward me. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling that at all. That's if you say you love me. That's if. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that means that your love is selective or conditional. So 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 the way that I show love is is selective or conditional. So that's not really that's not really agape love. I'm talking about, I'm, you beat me to the to the question I was going to ask. Is that that's not agape really love? Agape, is that really agape love? No, no, that's that's um you know you got four you know in the Greek you got eros, eros philos, philos, um, agape, philos is the brotherly love. Uh, what's the one that's conditional? I keep I can't think of that one. Oh right my now. god, that's the one I always yeah, leave that's, out. Yeah, but, is it, Stagnos no, Storge is Storge is the um, is is the um, is is the motherly love that, right. that that can have for a child. You got um, eros, which is erotic. Yeah. Then you have uh, philo. Uh, it's, it's the brotherly, brotherly fa- family type love, mm-hmm. but it's the other one. Um, that's, yeah. that's, that's the other one that's conditional. That means <laughs> that I will only love you based upon you doing um, for me. Oh my God! That's right. like that love language stuff. But yeah, it's also yeah. but 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 you know that again, some some people love only goes so far. It only is it only goes to certain boundaries. Mm-hmm. It 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 
it, it is governed by certain conditions. Right. So, again, agape love has honor and respect attached to it, meaning that overall, I'm going to have an honor and respect for you as a person, as a human being. If I see you in a death situation, I'm going to do my best to help you out of that. If I see you hungry, I'm going to do my best, you know, to give you, get you some food or whatever. Right. Right. If God places me in that position, he makes me aware of your situation. One of the best ways that we show agape love is to serve in the area that they need. It don't mean I'm going to hang out with you. It don't mean that we're friends. It don't mean that I'm going to be at your next Sunday dinner. But I can still serve you. But I can still serve you, even though you wouldn't do the same thing to me. But guess what? It's God that I serve. In serving you. Because if Jesus died for everybody who didn't even deserve it, then guess what? The Bible says in John, you know, check this out. John, check this out. John 3 and 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to whosoever believe upon him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Check this out. First John 3 and 16, what manner of love is this? That the Lord laid down his life for us. But yet we ought to what? Lay down our lives for the brothers. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Being saying, able to separate too. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? I think that's crucial. Yeah. Being able to separate mm-hmm. humanistic issues of people. Mm-hmm. With our spiritual mandate to serve them as we were serving God. Yeah. But that's where the rubber meets the road. Ministry of reconciliation. Amen. He reconciled us when we did not deserve to be reconciled. And what we're supposed to do in return is to reconcile each other to the Lord in the same way, shame, same way, shape, form, and fashion. Same. Correct. The, the same. Wait, that's why he said, hey, uh, pray for them. That despitefully use you. Bless Man. them. Man. You know, that Man. speak all manner of evil against you and all these. De- that's a reality. But the Lord, he'll work all that other stuff out. Yeah. You know, serve, now, serve you. How many people will fight that kind of way where you go and take your enemy food and drink? And you know what? And, 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 and guess what? You got to do that without even expecting a thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, you know. I think it shows your maturity level, man. That's, you know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? When you get off that, I need a pat on the back stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the Lord has a way of toughening you up in this war to where you, you truly understand who you, I said it last week, we have to recognize who we are serving. Yeah, always. I think that's the delusion always of the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's an illusion and it's a delusion that's a product of that mm-hmm. where we fall into this TV lull of because we're we're so influenced mm-hmm. through our eye windows of all this minutia yeah. and AE crap that we see that's not biblical because our warfare is not like worldly warfare. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, when you really think of it, by the world standards, you see why they call us crazy. Because you're praying for people yeah. who despitefully. Yeah, shit. that's that. It, 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 yeah. You interceding on their behalf. But yet sense. did not Jesus do that? Not, yeah, exactly. And he's hanging on the cross and still 
Yeah. Asking and interceding for forgiveness that because they really they really didn't know what they were doing. They did not know. They did not know. And okay. here and here he is. At the most painful. You know what I'm saying? Most mm-hmm. gruesome, most bloodiest time of his life. In speaking to the father, Lord, forgive him. God, forgive him. They don't know what they're doing. With what little breath he yeah. had. Mm-hmm. Half dead, all of that. All right. So, and he tells us to turn to what? To return the favor. Now, we got again, we got to put that in perspective. All right. Again, it doesn't mean, you know, I'm taking you out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it don't mean we're going to Disney World together. <laughs> no, no, no it, definitely it, it, not. You know, saying? You know yeah. Uh, it don't mean I'm inviting you over to my house, but you know what I'm saying for for um, you know watch the game. No, that that's not yeah. that's not what it's saying. Here we go with this because, mandatory time wasting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You, <laughs> we got to <laughs> we got to exercise wisdom, all yeah. right, and don't allow this. And we can't take this word and. Um, and and allow it to guilt us into that type of activity. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah, you can't you, you can't allow the guilt you into that because the, uh, there's a part of Christianity where people believe that you know it's our job to chase people down to 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 uh, get people to um, make us. Um, well, no, I'm sorry to get people to to try to make people believe that we love them to show them that we no. care in the, sh- you know what I'm saying? Well, the word you says it's vanity to force men to, to a, your religion. Yeah. You that's, can't, that's you not can't. what the Lord wants. Yeah, you, you can't, can't do that. You can't change people. You know, you can't change people. No. If they reject you, they reject you. And this right here was a form of rejection. <laughs> this is a major think? form of rejection, man, a major form of rejection. I mean, good Lord. And this at home. And guess what? The same miracles that people were experiencing, he had the same for them. And do you know, Oh, bro, let's keep it real here. Yeah. Do you not think that the few people that he laid hands upon were the only folks that were sick? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There were more sick people. Mm -hmm. And he what? I I love. um, (laughs) Check this out. They didn't have faith. No, they, they didn't have faith because they didn't believe that he was not only the Messiah. They didn't believe that the miracle power that he possessed deserved to be in him. That's a heavy statement, man. Yo, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? He don't. He Anybody doesn't deserve that because he's a regular guy. Anybody but you. Man, he just, you know, he he built my house, man, and then he hit his he hit his thumb with the hammer. You know, we had to get a, a bandage and wrap his thumb up not too long ago. Man, he grew up here. We know this guy. You know what I'm saying? We know where he come from. Yeah. He fell down and hit his head playing with our kids, man. You know, and crying to Mary. We've been on him. Ain't nothing special. I mean, you know. They just they just couldn't fathom that, man. They couldn't fathom that. But, you know, then, then we not talk about, okay, then we not talk about in one of our episodes where even his brothers didn't believe him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I get that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So this familiarity is all about, I don't believe that the, the, the success that you have, I don't believe is relevant. But matter of fact, the reality is this. Mm-hmm. What you have, I don't want to see it in you. Anybody but you. Anybody Find somebody else. But you. Get somebody yeah, else. Yeah, drill, shark. Yeah, you got the poetry, man. But I ain't buying your CDs, man, because you know, I know too much about you, man. I know where you come from. You know, I'm too, just too familiar with How you, How you man. know about that? <laughs> you know. I'd rather get somebody else to treat my water, man, because, you, you know. I mean, Let me go with somebody else. I see you there. It, it, it makes sense for me to go with somebody else because I don't see professionalism on you. But You a, got your own business? But a whole bunch of other people do. Man, forget them. I'm talking about me. Right. I don't. You I, know what I'm saying? Me's and eyes. <laughs> the me's and eyes is some Man, dirty juggers, Wood. You got people that... <laughs> are the first ones to go to college and graduate with a bachelor's or master's. But the family does not support and does not congratulate, does not celebrate the accomplishment, even though what they got the degree in can help them. What happened to the we all in this thing together? It's cliche for some people. You know, like when I come up, we all come up Mm -hmm. or like what you do is helping all of us. Let's get in. Let's throw our weight behind you Mm -hmm. instead of finding inhibitory bullcrap reasons to block everything that the Lord has people doing, because obviously it's he. He is the one that gives out the gifts. He gives out the gifts. He gift. is the gift giver. And he gives it to imperfect, flawed people. people. So the issue is, is that you can't get over the fact that they're imperfect and that they're flawed. And you think that the gift should be in people that are not flawed. Where they at? Exactly. But again, it's familiarity. They're not familiar with the other folks. They're only familiar with you because they grew up with you. They worked with you. They sung in choirs with you. They 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 played music with you. They 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 shot ball with you. All of that. Familiarity. Familiarity. Familiarity ought to be an asset. Should not be. a liability. It ought to be. Mm-hmm. Nepotism should not be a dirty word. Mm-hmm. It should be the goal. Yep. I would love nothing better to pass down what whatever God has in me. Mm-hmm. Gifts, knowledge, all of that to my sons, on which you've done a wonderful job doing. At still downloading, and still, he's still downloading. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? You know, because it's like a I lifetime say, thing. Yeah, his capacity is much bigger than what it is. Junior, now. Mm-hmm. his father passed down, is passing down mm-hmm. a lot to him. I'm doing the same with my son. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that is the goal. My next question is, and it's it's key to the next point. Okay. Why is it not? Is it a ramification? Is this? Like what we're going through, this paradox, this whole situation in this in our society and what's going on in the global church, not just in the local, but in the global church. 
is that just a is 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 nepotism being a dirty word? Is that a worldly ramification of dishonor, or is honor being even? Those are two questions. Mm-hmm. Is that a ramification? And is that a ramification of dishonor? And is honor being properly taught in the church? No. <laughs> no. Neither, man. I do think it's a ramp. It is a ramification of dishonor because dishonor is not taught properly. But even if this, even okay, it, it is a ramification of dishonor because, because honor, honor is, is not, not taught, taught properly. properly. Okay, right, right, but this right. the thing. There's still a situation that even if honor is taught properly, you have to accept what it teaches. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's choice. You got you got to accept you it. Choose to do and, it. You know what I'm saying? So so is. And and is that's why it's so important to have the spirit of God that you can absorb and intake the things that the spirit of the Lord teaches. Okay, so if I'm teaching on honor, you have to receive it, and you got to receive it knowing that dishonor, disrespect, envy. Jealousy, mm-hmm. things like that, yeah. are already embedded in the flesh. No, oh, well, yeah, they're inherent. I get that. Okay, now that's why you got to teach on those things too. So when you're teaching on honor and respect, you got to teach on the things that are that are in us that can be what blockers, so we can avoid them. Yes. So you got to learn on what envy is like, what jealousy is like, whether that's the, what mm-hmm. the, what that stems from. The Bible talks about in 2 Timothy 3 that in the last days, you're going to have people that are despisers of those that do good. Okay. So jealousy, envy, all of that is in us. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It can be triggered at any time. You can be just minding your business, being in a good place. You can see somebody doing some something successful and envy and jealousy will what rise up in you Mm -hmm. if you're not trained. Well, even if you train, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. call it what it is, yeah. because it's everything is still about what controlling the flesh. It's about recognizing that the fact that I'm, you know, my flesh is sinful, and anything can pop up in my mind at any given time. Yeah, and when it does, I have to rebuke it. Mm-hmm. I have to put it back in its place. I'm not going to entertain it because there is no reason for me to be jealous or envy of someone that what. It's my brother well. or my sister or what on the same team, all mm-hmm. of that. No reason. So if I'm in the right spirit doing what I'm so. Oh, here's another thing, too. A lot of times people are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And when oh. they see peep others excel, reach goals accomplish something (laughs) or show any gift or talent that others are benefiting from that sometimes has a way of exposing your laziness. You convicted, like I said earlier, your presence. Yes. And so, you know, and so that's why it also behooves us. Hey, whatever God has set before you to do, man, do it and do it as you would do it unto him. Exactly. You are now listening to the Total Man Podcast. So just like 
in this situation right here, the same thing with the Pharisees, the same thing with the scribes, they were jealous and envious of Jesus because of what, not only what he was doing, but also the crowds that gathered around him and then also him professing that I am the son of God. They didn't like that because you know why? Again, he did not fit the description of what they were looking for. He was, he was not their preference. He was still in their shine, man. And, and, shine, the, and the guess what? The jig was up. The yeah. jig was up. <laughs> and shine that did not belong to them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and the shine that they thought they had was actually stolen. And it was dingy too. It's, it's God gets that glory, not us. Nope. Anytime you try to steal God's glory, it's going to be problematic. How can you do that? And you are, how can you try to steal the glory of one whom you say you represent? You say you represent. You say. You say you represent. But we all come to that point where we are challenged and we are confronted with familiarity. We're confronted with how are we going to respond when we encounter people that either either they're either in our family, they are friends, they are associates. And they are what? Excelling at what they're doing. They're accomplishing the things that they set out to do. And sometimes the stuff that they're doing ain't got nothing to do with you. Yeah, you ain't even in the equation. You're not even in an equation. You're not even in an area where you're benefiting from that. Here's a question. What happens when you get to the crossroad of familiarity or growth? When you get to the crossroad of familiarity, or growth. or growth is just like this. You, you know what I'm saying? It, okay, here it goes. Even though you can grow in familiarity, but you don't know. You know, you you just it's the it's the I don't know factor. Okay, it's the okay. So the thing about Faith. it, you got you got you got the defined growth. Yeah, there we go. Okay, you got familiarity. Now familiarity sometimes can be just complacency. Yeah, because because it, familiarity can mean complacency. It can mean sameness. It can mean that yeah. I'm just stuck in the same. I'm doing the the merry go round. Yeah, we own it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm that I'm that gerbil, you know, on the wheel, constantly running and going nowhere. That can that can that can easily be familiarity. But we're talking about growth. If it's if it's growth that God is looking for us to walk in, right? Then. That's what maturity. Even so, if you have to step into the unknown. Because you know, cause you know, you know what, you know what maturity also means? That even if my growth causes separation from those that I am familiar with, those that I love, I'm willing to grow because my growth means I can be in a position to help them. Right. And also this too. God is the one that created our purpose. Because if growth is in your purpose, we got to come to the conclusion and be okay with and receive the fact that even in our growth, it means that I got to separate from people that I may have come to a certain point with. And coming to that certain point for a season. For, yeah. And they cannot go where I'm going because where I'm going may mean that I need to encounter new people 
that God wants to what? Use me to address things with them. Got it. So sometimes I got to get with the new people that's going to put me on a, a platform. But then on that platform, I'm coming to a space, right? Right. Where God may be using me while I'm on that platform to minister to them in a way that he only equipped me to do. Come out from among them. Come from, yes. And sometimes, again, growth, elevation, wow. and promotion in the Lord doesn't mean that the person that you grew up with since elementary is going to go with you to the next place. <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, y'all could have been kicking it for 20 years. Doesn't mean a thing. But it don't mean that they're going to, you're going to, they're going to be, they're going to be with you in the next five seasons or the next five years of your season or the next 10 years of your season. Correct. You can encounter new people that God wants to get you. You know what I'm saying? So when we get to that fork in the road, we really have to lean on the Holy, on Holy Spirit, Father God's direction. His direction. And the steps and of a good man are ordered, ordered by, the, by Lord. the Lord. And he delighted in his way. And so he will guide you in that fashion. Mm -hmm. I, um, oh my God, man. Yeah. That's just, you know, that's, that's one of those rubber road. Yeah. Um, type questions, yeah. you know, where a lot of people, it's a lot of people that are in those that are in that, mm -hmm. you know, um, in those situations, in that situation, in the situation man, now. when you get into the point in this situation now, where you're at, like where the Lord is growing, he's, you can, you know, that he's growing you mm -hmm. and all of the, the past experiences, I'm dipping into my reservoir of blessings and using my sanctified memory. Mm hmm. You know, to to uh, that which helps build my faith and then putting me in these situations, too. Mm -hmm. But you get to these forks where it's like, oh, wow. You know, Lord, you got to you got to lead me. And if you got to go, you got to have the attitude where, you know, what's that old song say? If I got to go, if I got to go by by myself, yeah. you know, I. um, That is a real place to be. It's it's a blessing mm -hmm. because you're you're in the will of the most high. God, but it's a, it's a real, that's a surreal moment. It's a real surreal moment because we place a lot of emphasis on family. We place, we place a lot of emphasis on friends, a lot of emphasis on church family. Okay. And we expect a lot of cases, love and support. We expect congratulations, all these different things. But the reality is you can move into a space that God has ordained for you in the, in the space that you are in now confronts those that you love. Yes. Yeah. It's now confrontational. Yeah. So some people were good with you as long as you were in, in one spot. As long spot. as you was. Uh, but when you right, moved. When you get elevated. Yeah. Yeah, some people are fine with you as a deacon, but what God calls you to a pastor? Oh, it's going to be some problem. You, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Lord yeah. have mercy. Yeah, because, you, know, yeah. you know, there's situations where people are fine with you in one place because you're not confrontational. You're, you, you're not a threat. You're not a threat. You know what I'm saying? You, you're not an they, agitation to what they're doing. they fine as long as they think you're poor. Yeah. Or something like that. I'm, that's a it's a carnal. Uh, mm -hmm. 
But family, man, it, it happens so much with family. It happens so much with your friends. It's really more a lot. A lot of it deals with family and friends, which that's which, what that's what the most activity of familiarity takes place, man. which which segues us into another aspect of this discussion. Mm-hmm. Anybody but you. We talked about that, the growth. And. Um, you know, when you're at that fork of the road. Yeah. I. It leads to environment. Oh, when you stagnation. When you got to choose between stagnation in a carnal environment or growth in a. Having spiritual experiences. Mm -hmm. But you're so. But you're but. But the stagnation in a carnal environment is so familiar. Oh, wait. It's so from, I mean, I know, and I want to believe that this, that me being here can help change this environment mm-hmm. when the Lord himself has to change culture. Yeah. And you're, you're faced with, with these choices of moving mm-hmm. into an area of, I don't know where I'm going, which is pretty much everybody in the way living this Christian life, you, you were pretty much in that kind of state most days with Lord, I don't know what you got up for me. I know what I have planned, mm-hmm. but some days he changes those plans. Yeah. Most days he changes those plans. Some mm-hmm. people you encounter, you don't intend to encounter. Mm-hmm. How do we tell the difference in, if you're in a overly carnal environment, you could be the game changer. Mm-hmm. Or is the Lord putting thorns in the nest so you can go as the eagle does? That's the, mm-hmm. that's a, that's, that's, that's a lot of people struggle mm-hmm. in the global church, not mm-hmm. just the local in the church. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that and a lot of, it's not just, it's everywhere. People are like, wow, you know, because the way that we do church, here mm-hmm. in America is drastically different from other places that I see church being done or even when we've been in other countries together serving. Yeah. Church is different. It's more community. It's more community. It's mm-hmm. um, of course, by nature, it's smaller and we're not a very, very large church. I mean, we're not a five, 8,000 member church. We're not even a two to 3,000 member church. Yeah. But we are larger. Mm-hmm. I mean, statistics say what, the average church in America is only 57 to 102 members. Mm-hmm. So by those standards, we would be a large church. Mm-hmm. That would be a question for discussion. In waiting to hear from the Holy Spirit on Lord, have do you have me here mm-hmm. to be the game changer that I know what you placed in me. You've mm-hmm. given me all of these. I'm a creative person, Lord. You, you, why would you make me this way and put me in this environment mm-hmm. that is not conducive to growth? But there, but but you smell. I, you can smell the wind changing, but you just don't know if it's going to blow you on to the next assignment mm-hmm. or if your assignment is to be here a part of a rebirth. Yeah, these are the questions that are paramount. Yeah, you know. And, and and then too, looking at it from another standpoint, is it the Lord pulling you away for another assignment? 
putting thorns in the nest where you, you're not going to be able to get comfortable because you're not supposed to be comfortable mm -hmm. here. These are the questions that are major questions, man. Mm -hmm. You know, that but most believers deal with because the war is outside of these of the walls of the edifice because we are the church everywhere we go. Yeah. And, and, and I think a lot of it is kind of is a, a little bit of a distraction because we have so much stuff that's connected with the building, the building, the building. We need to get to the building. I got to do this at the building mm -hmm. when the real work is in the street. Mm -hmm. But we're supposed to come here because this is a hospital so we can get fixed up. Yeah, it's a place of worship. It's, it's a, a place, place of, praise, of worship. It's a but in the safe process. place. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, supposed, supposed to be. To be. That, there you go. It's supposed to be. Atmosphere is. It's relevant to everything. Imagine being on a team. Full of people. Who don't want to be there. Imagine trying to play and now. perform with a group who got bad attitudes. It's the worst. See, atmosphere, energy, all those things that we that we that we use, these terms that we use mm -hmm. now, energy, it's real. And I and I heard um Israel Holton make this statement. And I don't know if he was the originator of this or he heard it from somebody else, but he said expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. Man, expectation is the breeding ground of miracles. So if I'm coming to God's house with expectation of God to move, right, then my attitude is not going to be stink. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not going to be. Uh, anti um, anti praise anti worship anti prayer yeah, all of that I'm going to come in expecting so my expectation from God is going to be seen in my attitude so even in my attitude I'm going to have a good heart posture right that's going to be um, beneficial to my to 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 my expectation from the Lord, but also it's going to be a pleasant thing to even those that are around me. So if I got an open heart, my posture is right before the Lord. It's going to be experienced even by those that are next to me. So imagine if all of us came in. With a spirit of expectancy. With a spirit of expectancy. In an open heart. In an open heart. A, a, a heart that is postured in humility. Man, you talking about the man. place that God would love to dwell. You see what I'm saying? Man, man. The place that God would love to dwell in. Because though a praise that comes from humility a praise that comes from expectation, a praise that comes from belief and thankfulness and gratefulness, and, gratefulness. and, and, and really in a, even in a spirit, a spirit of being unworthy, not saying that I'm feeling worthless, but a spirit that says I'm even unworthy to receive God, what you're doing, which is the very, can you imagine what type of atmosphere that is? There's grace. 
even in relationships. You're married. Yes, sir. Okay. If you're going on a resort, you guys going on a getaway, mm -hmm. the atmosphere is going to be important Correct. to the time that you guys share with each other. Correct. When you're with your boys, atmosphere is important. Right. And yes. sometimes we have to be not the thermometers. We got to be a thermometer to see what the temperature is, right? What's the atmosphere? Right. We but we need to be thermostat to make sure to say, hey, women, hey, hey, y'all a little bit too buck wild right now. Mm -hmm. Let's calm this thing down. Cool Somet out. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we got to set the atmosphere in the right temperature. Okay? So atmosphere is so important. I even heard the statement that it even matters who you pray with. You got to be you got to be careful who your prayer partners are. We got to be intentional with that. Yeah. Yeah. It, you, worship atmosphere. Yeah. It is it's guess what? It matters who you're standing next to. It needs to be intentional. It, it matters who you're sitting next to. Mhm. Mm Cuz I don't want to be sitting next to somebody who's inhibitory. Or Man. who's in my ear about who here and who's hey, not here? You, you, sometimes you hear those preachers say, "Hey, if you standing next to somebody that don't want to praise, they got a got a, a ugly look on their face. You have permission to move away from them." Sometimes mm. I'm hearing that in messages, right? But it's real because you don't want to be in an atmosphere of someone who doesn't want the same thing you want. And if it's God that you want, if it's a, a move of him, if it's his presence, if it's his spirit, you want to be in a space. I need to get I need to be able to get what I need. Mm -hmm. So atmosphere is important. So when it comes, let's get back to this honor thing. That's a part of it. Yeah. The best way for me to receive in a situation like that is. I have to be honorable even in the atmosphere that I walk in. I got to be honorable to the people that I sit next to. I have to greet people with honor and respect. Hey, good to see you. Hey, how you been? Right. You know what I'm saying? Showing, showing compassion, showing love. I may not like what you do. I may not like how you act, but you know what? I still respect and honor you. That that has to be taught. It has to be taught because mm -hmm. what you do is you end up with people, and all they do, all we would end up doing, is actually just wanting everybody in the church to be just like us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's not healthy. That's definitely not healthy because what if, what if you're not right? Then everybody ain't right. <laughs> you want people to be like you. Who says that you are all the way right? Exactly. You see what I'm saying? This is that is the equation. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like so, um, because I think you breed an atmosphere of judgment of judgment instead of an atmosphere of grace if we're all on the same level. Mm -hmm. Whatever you, whatever you do in your personal, carnal, your your life life. Your profession, your profession is not who you are. I yeah. think, I think a lot of that is wrapped up in in the church. Mm -hmm. And so, what you do is they go out and solicit people who are 
people go out and solicit people who they feel mm-hmm. or who they deem worthy, which is to me a Pharisee type attitude. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they were doing. They didn't believe Jesus in this pa- in this passage. They didn't believe Jesus who he was because we knew this guy. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. they wanted to see somebody right in. You know, six foot eight. <laughs> yeah, you want to see Saul. Yeah, not so, sir. In life, as we wrap this thing up, in life, you will encounter being dishonored. Oh yeah, yeah, it's part of life, and so. The thing is, how do you respond to being dishonored? You first and foremost, you keep the perspective on your call. You 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 have to always consider your call. You always got to consider that, and 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 be reminded of of what your assignment is. Okay, um, if people dishonor you. The Bible talks about shaking the dust off of your feet Man. and moving on. That's what Jesus did. He shook dust. You know what I'm saying? Now he 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 was like, "Man, I'm I'm really amazed by their lack of belief here." However, <laughs> I can't make wow. you believe because I've done everything that lets you know that without a shadow of a doubt that I am who I say that I am. He said if you don't believe me by what I say, what did he end up saying? He said, believe, believe me, me by the works I that do. I do. If anything, do that. That's why he did the miracles. He Because he knew, guess what? Him verbalizing this thing was not going to be, be enough. enough. He had to show them. The prophecy said that he would do what he did. Yeah. You know? So guess what? Whatever you accomplish in life, it's going to be problematic with people. Your 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 goals reached. Your goals being um, a, a a manifestation in your life is going to be problematic with people. And and what do you do again when they say to you, anybody but you? Guess what? Sometimes you got to shake the dust off your feet. Shake and the guess dust what? and honor and up. Move on. Yep to someone who will receive. The Bible says that he came to his own and and his own received him not, but many that received him to them. He gave them power to become the sons of God. Hey, hey, when they sometimes, You guys keep moving on. I talked about LeBron James earlier. You yep. got to keep moving on. And look what happened. He's he's had a great, great you know, career. And again, he's he's he, he ain't Jesus. But. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? I believe every player in the NBA that that achieved success from Michael Jordan, from Shaquille O'Neal, from Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. um, Allen Iverson. We can just name, keep going of name after name after name after Many name. Many names dealt with some form of hatred, some form of disrespect, some form of, yeah, all of that. Because success has a way of exposing the insecurities of people. Period. Success exposed their insecurities because they didn't believe that he was who he said he was. His success exposed the Pharisees for who they really were. For who they really were. 
And again, they were just a group of people who were the religious leaders of that time yeah. who simply did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah that was promised. And they treated him that way. They were a bunch of project managers that never really got their hands dirty. So our encouragement is when they show you and even tell you anybody but you shake the dust shuck the, shake the dust off your feet you keep being who God has called you to be yes sir and guess what serve those who honor and respect because when Jesus left there he went to people that honor and respected him for who he was yes sir and by the fact that he did that People were blessed. I'm going to leave with this right here. I love this quote that Darius Daniel said. He said, the, the, the blessings and the, and, the, and the miracles that you receive from Christ is all about how you see them, how, all, all about how you see him. Mm-hmm. If you see him as only a carpenter, he'll fix your house. <laughs> However, if you see him as the son of God, He'll fix your life. Man. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Anybody but you has been a wonderful, it's our wonderful encouragement. We like to thank everybody that's been uh, tuning in. Our listeners, subscribers, please continue to subscribe to the Total Man uh, podcast with the Sword and the Shark. Um, check us out on all platforms. Every last one of them. Mm-hmm. Wherever podcasts are being heard. We just want to be an encouragement. God has placed this. This is a, it's a real gifting and we're, and we're accepting the responsibility of being able to break down this word in a relatable fashion because we love y'all and yeah. we want the body to keep growing. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, is that the, that's where the rubber meets the road. So absolutely. That is my encouragement. And I am the shark and he is the sword and we out be blessed. This podcast will influence you to be the total man that God has created you to be. You have been swinging with the sword and swimming with the shark.